dead bod rap pod we are back uh we're having some some decent wine here shout what out this, to Dave? it's a malbec gentlemen okay okay <laughs> I, I i appreciate it um big fan of malbecs they're very linear kind of goes well with anything yeah, no. especially podcasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, shout out to UK rapper producer Sonny Jim, whose last album was called Mud in My Malbec. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, him and Vic Spencer just put out their new, their second project of the Spencer for Hire oh, I saw series. That. Mm-hmm. It's Did very you listen good. to it? Okay, yes. go. go, I, go. That, I love that, and I love the tree album that Vic okay. oh well, i gotta keep that very good i gotta peep that. i had not listened to much tree like i remember when he was like bubbling on the blogs and mm-hmm. i would listen to yeah he calls his stuff um soul trap mm-hmm. so it's very singy mm. so i don't know if it's like co- totally gonna like hit with you guys but it comes from this like kind of like guttural emotional place and it's like mm. it's like real dude shit okay. kind of like like vic as a singer but it's also rapping okay it's really good you guys okay. should definitely okay. listen okay. to it like I'm, okay. I'm booking it for Okay. Endless. Nice. Okay. There it is. Uh, and wow. it's tough when something comes out this early. Yeah, it's, it's like, am year. I gonna remember this? Like, right. I need to get a spreadsheet going. But um, it's it's a really good <laughs> album, and like Vic is on a tear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ab- absolutely. So shout out, shout out to Vic. Hopefully, we have him on the the show again. Um. Oh yeah. This is the Dad Bod Rap Pod. We're uh, <laughs> we're we're three individuals who like a good wine, good rap album. Uh, we like words. Words are cool. Um, Nate, you're Word. like the 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 wordiest. If there's a word continuum here, <laughs> I think Nate is at the far end. I've always had a large vocabulary. And it's yeah. actually funny because I don't read. That's what read. he tells the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, like when I was, uh, I think I was 16 or 17, I uh, someone asked me what I wanted for my birthday. And I told them I wanted an unabridged dictionary nice. because my whole life I had had Damn. these like kind of like Webster's style, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. portable, not portable, but like, you know, the normal sure. size dictionary. And I'm like, there's no way these are all the words <laughs> like there's so <laughs> many more son. words. So, right. yeah, I have like a doorstop of a dictionary that Wait I will on. pull out from time to time and trip out on words. Um, OK, yeah, it's words always worth? been it's always been kind of a. uh we do a thing called the word of the week in my um, staff meeting on Tuesdays at my job. And some Ooh. weeks I have to let other people do it so I don't seem like a dick. <laughs> and it's like, I just, I always know what the word is and like how to use it in a sentence. Right. But anyway, enough about me. When I hear that, when we, when you said that, I thought of this very obscure um, Maceo from De La Soul mm-hmm. had a solo I don't know if it was a full record. He had a couple singles on what they were calling at the time Tommy Boy Black Label. Mm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Defari was yes, on there. Totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he totally. had this song called Words and Verbs that was on a mixtape by this Canadian DJ called Matt the Alien that I was into when I was a younger man. And he, it's just I always think about that. Words and verbs roll mm-hmm. like a Dutch tight and it's not a good song or anything it just like i listened to the mixtape so many times it's like inside of my brain and i can't get rid of it okay and like he's not the guy you want for the solo album right you know what i mean no no but if you need a dj to eat a hamburger while he's doing a set maceo maceo is the guy it's like uh dr ama for drama they had that whole thing around the time (laughs) of stakes is high i don't know they always have they're always playful with the language but absolutely so we're uh we're we're talking about vocabulary um and speaking of vocabulary uh internationally famous hip-hop writer david ma is here 
Absolutely. Oh, hi, guys. Hi uh, guys. Dave, your MF Doom piece went lightweight reviral. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool, man. I mean, it's crazy because I remember me, you, and Alan, shout out to our friend AJ, uh, we were listening to the promo to that in Chicago when it came out. So yeah, that was like um, 10 years ago. Uh, Born Like This, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. So Born, it, Born a, Like This was 10 years ago? Yeah. I believe so, Okay, I'm washed old. and I'm going to just disappear. But it was like a piece we I did on uh, for Notorious.com and then mm-hmm. I talked to Jeff from... Um, POW and uh, yeah, it it, it kind of picked up some steam. So I'm always glad, you know, when when pieces you worked on and you know you do it and you just leave it out in the world and mm-hmm. you know then it gets caught up. It was really cool it's to great, see. Man. I was like kind of like slightly defensive. I'm just like <laughs> th- this been out there. Dude. Yeah, like, totally. The, there's totally. Like, it's Googleable. Like it it always existed, and I was really trying to like shuffle. The little like you know when I say lightweight viral, it's like the underground hip hop Twitter sphere is very small. Totally, but totally. I'm like trying to shuffle it back to Notorious. <laughs> totally, like, there's tons of great pieces like this. Like you yeah. guys should go read them. We uh, worked like super hard on them totally. like years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, and it was cool. Like OK Player picked it up, and it was yeah. totally organic. Yeah. It's not like I hit them up to do it. You know, so oh nice, really cool. nice. They just kind of yeah. kind of plucked it. Well, it's not like Doom talks to right. everybody. Totally. All the time. That's the thing. I think yeah. at the time it was almost more normal for him to actually grant an interview right and now right. it's been so long since he did one totally and I, he's done other projects since then but that was his last like major piece right um right. and it's the whole like bukowski thing it yeah, just like was yeah. in our wheelhouse totally. for a totally. variety of reasons yeah. and I, I i'll never forget the first time we heard uh that's that Ugh. which is the song with the crazy violin flip mm. on that and it's oh, just yeah, one of yeah, his yeah. most fun so good rhymes Cornish and it's just hen, switching positions dude, some, yeah, just yeah and we're just like morticians that's him. a song yeah it's over it's so it was, it was so great. Yeah. yeah anyway. So and Doom being Dave one of likes the, words too. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, You're not so bad with the words yourself. Right. I, right, I, right. I try. I try. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where Doom is a guy who uses words that nobody else would use. Totally. Um, Goonie and cuckoo. Right. Um, <laughs> totally. So, so yeah. This this episode is is. This segment, anyway, is about uh, vocab, and it makes me think of that insipid fucking Fuji song. I like that Fuji uh, song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Acoustic guitar. I'll pass you hip-hop. the mic because you've got the gift of gab. I loved in the Stretch and Barbito thing where they totally fronted on the Fugees. Yeah. I'm like, you guys, that was the right impulse. I get it. Oh, that was I get. I get why people hate that and why they hate the first album. The first album is, why they is hate a mess. Bras. I like the Nappy Heads remix I like, and so I, like I like vocab. Yeah. I'm not against it. Vocab. Sorry. I got the vocab. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about uh, uh, rappers and words um, just to give proper attribution. Uh, pudding.cool, interesting site. Um, they In 2000, <laughs> I believe in 2014, they did kind of this, uh, uh, this Nate Silver style uh, analysis mm-hmm. of unique words used by different rappers and in kind of seeing which rapper used the most unique words. Um, and I think even then, Aesop Rock was at the the top with like 7,000 plus unique He says words. In, the, in the notes, he didn't include Aesop Rock and like Reddit went crazy. And like okay. he had okay. to okay. include him and okay. he ended up lapping the field. Yeah, it, yeah, it, he's way out in front. So if you guys look at this, he does a cool like visual representation of the chart. Uh, Aesop Rock's like 
uh, efficiency for this looks like Steph Curry's efficiency on a basketball <laughs> shot chart. He's like way out ahead of everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just kind of crazy. And uh, of course, like he's just yeah. he's yeah. cramming so many totally, words in, totally. and like in yeah. an artistic way. I I like Aesop Rock, and I don't know if you guys have listened to Malibu Ken yet. Yeah. Not yet. Anyway, not yet. Not yet. Good beats a little samezy, I thought, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. a good project. And he stays. He finds like collaborations and ways to stay vital right, because right. like it's a torrent of words totally like, you have totally. to concentrate yeah. to listen to his music it, if anything i feel like he's a little bit more comprehensible now though i agree you know for a while, oh, then, then for he's a while been, it was like yeah. come on dude. it's a little less dense and he gives yeah. it like some room right. to, some like, breathing right, yeah right. just to like under like it's kind of like when you're watching a really good comedian and you're still laughing at three jokes ago right, right. and you can't you don't even really understand mm-hmm. what he just said and mm-hmm. it's like with aesop if you stop and like listen it's mm-hmm. there's just so much there totally totally so it's it's kind of one of those things where um i i think as a as a mc and as somebody who comes up in the rapidy rap you know smarty pants tradition um using quote-unquote big words having a, a fly vocabulary is in, in a lot of circles synonymous with being skilled right right um, for me it is yeah 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 just the the different words you use the kind of flavor and so i i thought this chart was like Mm -hmm. super interesting but it does bring up kind of this thing where the older i get uh the more i'm like well yeah it's it's cool to use new and different words but it's it's kind of like how you use it right i'll 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 be i'll be completely honest the early asap stuff is a little tough for me because because i'm just kind of like yeah, I'm right. in a C right now. I'm and it in a, feels forced too. Yeah, it's like you're really stuff. trying to be like I'm rapidly rapping with the the biggest words I can use, which I come from that tradition, mm-hmm. and it's definitely one of those things where there's some real cringy records uh, from the early '90s. Yeah. I won't throw anyone else under the bus, but there was a time when like cats were literally opening up no, dictionaries totally. and right, being like, right, "How right. can I?" How can I force in onomatopoeia into a totally, into totally. a rhyme scheme? But I'm not trying to see you, <laughs> <laughs> Nate LeBlanc, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I love the early Aesop stuff, like Appleseed and especially Labor Days. Yeah. I think are his best work. Um, Music but, for earthworms. I yes, one of them. totally. Um, but I hear what you're saying, and there's a, there's a line with it. As someone whose work at that I've never corrected connected with that much, who's on here and who's like an insane rapper if it was just a skills thing is bus driver oh absolutely right. he's, he's right. number two on the list right. and his his like um meter has never really resonated mm-hmm. with me. Okay. it slows okay. up and Same. speeds down and Same. it gets incredibly like almost jazz like like freneticism free yeah, jazz kind of right. yeah like some coltrane sunship kind of like mm-hmm. right. just word splatter shit that is like technically incredible but i don't connect with it emotionally totally, so i totally. don't like I don't I don't like it that much. Yeah. I don't listen to him. Um it's and he also had an off putting stage presence in his early days. Um but I he's chilled out a lot and like I, I can respect his new records, but I never throw them on for pleasure. Kind of reminds me of some of the rapidy rap stuff that, you know, we kinda listen to and it's like, you know, quit saying those words. It's like how you use them. You totally. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when Black yeah. Thought like do, does a reference, it's like you understand that he understands the reference he's using. E- exactly. Totally, it's you know? a, it's not the shoehorning right, of, right. of of big words right. for big words sake. Don't say philosophy, be philosophy philosophical you know right, what i mean it's right. one of those yeah right but I, I kind of when i thought about this um this segment we're gonna do i'm like okay where does it start like where what is the beginning of like big word rapidy mm. rap smarty pants rap i think it's tila rock i think mm. when i think about mm. um the opening bars mm. to it's yours mm. um why don't we listen to that for a brief second commentating illustrating description giving adjective expert analyzing 
mind the musical myth seeking people of the universe. This is yours. So so we're talking 1984. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. So a lot of times uh, in my kind of, of quasi-rap history, I go, the first smarty, smarty pants was KRS-One right. um, in right. terms of like talking about really smart things and talking in a smart way. Although upon audit, um, see how it sounds a little unrational. <laughs> a lot of MCs like to use the word dramatical. Right. Um, right. Little, yeah, yeah. A little <laughs> off base, but definitely T. LaRock you can see mm. and what he's doing from the opening bars is trying to demonstrate right. I have a high vocabulary and he's coming kind of out of the tradition of a party rock rap and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's like, no, Taking it to the next level. Yeah. Right. And, and right. it felt next level. Um, yeah. Same with kind of rock him when he's coming totally. out totally. talking about, you know, triple stage darkness and, right, and uh, right. kind of all this terminology. With him, it's like a seriousness. You yes. Know? Yes. A and scholarly. Right. There's right. an academic toe, if you will. <laughs> I will. So I want to put in a slight point of order here. It's not about using the biggest or most complex or most obscure words. It's right. about using the most unique words. Like you could use 7,000 10 cent words instead of, you know, 2,000 right, 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 right. $10 words right, 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 and right. like reach the pinnacles of this kind of study. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. I hear you. It, it, the, the kind of I think it's almost become like a dismissive term now is like super scientifical. Like it's yeah. like if you become if you're a super scientifical kind of MC and that was really big in like kind of the backpack area sure. era of the late nineties and early two thousands where it got a little much. Mm-hmm. Um but there's there's a way to do it all well. And yeah, um, absolutely when in our uh interview with Dell on our other project the wax poetics pod he does this thing about a bad review they got and he does this really funny like he kind of affects the voice of the reviewer and he's like they call people fools <laughs> and they use all these thesaurus words and like they they, they think they're better than everyone yeah, and so yeah. like he has and, and like in our um dad bod rap pod interview with him from an early episode go check it out itunes etc um he talks about the backlash from the hood for right. Deltron 3030 right. like right. yeah Del stays in the hood like Del's yeah. like real life is amidst right. the people of the hood of Richmond and Oakland and Berkeley area and they, he's like they're not fucking with Deltron like totally. it's too, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, too yeah, weird totally. for them yeah. so he has material that's more yeah. tied to kind of the street I love that though side that, he, of that he knew that and still was like nah, dude, no he creative, still did dog. it totally like, you know? he, yeah. he was aware but it, it's kind of two levels as a rapper right because there's just certain words that are fun to say sure and are and are syllable heavy so mm-hmm. for instance onomatopoeia is a fun word to say. It has a lot of syllables. There's a lot of multi-syllable rhyme things that could come out of it. Totally. And so there's kind of this want to kind of force words like that. Now, sure. what what I love, and this person is not on this list, but I feel like uh, Milo, uh, mm. who me and Nate he are part be, of the Booster Club, he would be up there. Um, mm. He is a is to me an example of things we were trying to do in the 90s and like bringing it forward with original words cadences that make sense um he has this one rhyme where it ends with iridescent moleskine and i'm just like (laughs) my teenage self is so uh seen by that rhyme scheme but he makes it work. It's not this kind of chattery, like mm-hmm. kind totally. of kind of well, shit. What I consider kind of to be like the the L.A. underground or the project blowed. Like yes. when you when you're chopping and you're using all these crazy words, it gets to be like this crazy like 
torrent that's right, almost incomprehensible. Right. It's a jet stream. I think of it uh, like the shapeshifters yeah. who, who would mm-hmm. not make this kind of list where they were they were just like basically like firing dictionary terms right. at you right. but at like 100 on miles mushrooms, per hour. Yeah, like not necessarily sure. connecting the dots like art mm-hmm. for art's sake and I loved right. it back then but now I find it really hard to listen to um, just to build off of what you were saying about the particular way that people say things I've always really loved the way that uh, Latif the truth speaker truth speaker says Mozambique <laughs> he throws <laughs> a little Mozambique. yeah he yeah. throws a little extra syllable yeah. on there yeah. and it's like yeah. that's a unique word it's like not yeah. not not many people are throwing that mm-hmm. in there and like landing it you right. know what I mean right. but it's like the Bay Area I think in particular kind of has cornered the market on unique words right, in, in right, the sense right. of and calling people fools and calling people <laughs> fools uh busters uh and, herbs and, yeah. and kind of like made Always up funny. made up words um things or or mispronounced i mean that could be its own purposefully totally purposefully, yeah, yeah uh, the purposeful mispronouncing of 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 words and so it's like rap is an art form that is built on how the things sound coming out of your mouth and almost what mm-hmm. it means almost irrelevant if you do it i think doom is a great example right, of being right, able right. to throw just that was a flavorful totally. flavorful word or and bar tongue in cheek you know that he knows he's mispronouncing it you know, right right it's right great. yeah he rhymes um hibachi with uh mirage <laughs> it's like, just because the bar demanded it yeah, you know it's it makes hardly any sense totally. but it's entertaining yeah and which which actually is the i was having this conversation with my son it's the only rule actually is is it's it's not so much about what words you use or don't i'm like is the shit entertaining right um and i think wu-tang is a is a great example of cornering the market on entertaining flavorful things that you don't know necessarily what the fuck they're talking about kind of the pinnacle is supreme clientele like that style of ghost face rap where it's like jackson pollock-esque totally splatters that you could you could guess at what he means there's little there's little threads but it's like you know let's season they broth by the time that came along in the first joint i was like i don't know what's going on but i right i wouldn't want to be that guy though yeah yeah (laughs) oh with two sawed offs he's doing sound effects and stuff i mean that that is just such it's such a execution of being uncanny totally yeah Um, apollo kids came on the radio when i came home to clean up today and i was like oh fuck yes oh yeah it's like and i almost forget raekwon is on there because right right ghost verse is so crazy Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, he's 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 hitting pretty high on the unique words uh list um asap rock is uh, again the steph curry of this at 7300 uh ghost unique words used 5900 i think uh i peaked at this um i didn't like study it study it but there's there's kind of a uh middle class of rappers in terms of this in the like four to five thousand range and that's the people i really fuck with like those are like the people i love like tribe is in there yeah like, e40 mm-hmm. 5040 yeah. who you'd think because everything sounds like a unique word totally. coming out of his <laughs> mouth would be a little higher but I think that goes to show you that there's kind of a bell curve thing where you don't want to be too far on the right of this list. 100%. And yeah. you definitely don't want to be too far on the left. Like, the on the left, isn't it like Lil Uzi Vert and stuff so like Lil, that? So, right. Lil, Lil Uzi Vert <laughs> is like in the 2000s, Young Boy, Never Broke Again, uh, 2,700, 21 Savage, 2,900. It's almost like trap music doesn't use a lot of unique words. It doesn't. That's exactly it. Right? Yeah. That's no, weird, it, right? It, yeah, it, it totally <laughs> doesn't. Oh, okay. Got I'm it. doing it. Got it. Bit, Got it. But, you know, that's the point, right? <laughs> well, it's kind of like the whole point 
with that particular stylist to say like we're not going to give you anything that you're unfamiliar with right we're mm-hmm. we're st- we're strictly right. here to like tell you things you already know about it's it, there's also um a high incidence of repetition oh absolutely. So on, right. on absolutely. a list like this where it's about unique words totally, it's, totally. there aren't a ton of unique sounds in the beat either totally. it might be eight things clanging totally. around against each other totally. that like you know it can be dope it can mm-hmm. be like um super melodic and sure. interesting in its own way i'm not like against it at all i just think it's like it's not about having a big vocabulary no totally <laughs> totally yeah, yeah but again to the genius of e40 who's who's a god on this program um he is one of the you know gangster kind of guys who's in the the 5000s right and the, right. so the folks around him in that kind of 5000 neighborhood are Method Man, Talib Kweli, Buster mm. Rhymes, uh, LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Really? That's interesting. Skeefy Blotitious. Um, <laughs> definitely is, two of those. He's not a racist. Yeah. <laughs> no, accidentally. Accidental racist, my bad. Um, E-40's out in front of Eminem at 4,400. Okay, but Eminem, Eminem yeah. is just dick and ice pick uh, a lot. So, uh, yeah. Absol, Big Daddy Kane, Exhibit, Joey Badass. So um, that's where I, you want to be. Those are like yeah. lyrical MCs that still have some like grit to their right, music. Right. I, I think uh, Tribe Called Quest, and in particular, uh, Q-Tip is one of those guys that you don't think in the in the lyrical miracle tradition. Right. right. But um, that documentary, as problematic as it is, showed you that his everyday speech uses more words and more fly shit than you ever will. Totally. Like he, mm-hmm. he definitely like, I remember hearing him say crazy prophylactics and, and oh, yeah. in a pre-internet era, I think I went three or four years without not, understanding not what, what the fuck means. a prophylactic was, yeah. but knowing that that was a fly ass word. Totally. <laughs> yeah. At, at um, Fife's um, funeral, um, Andre 3000 got up and spoke and really pretty much gave it up to uh, Q-Tip for teaching him all these words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so to your point, like you don't think of Q-Tip as this like lyrical miracle dude, but it's like he was a teacher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and his delivery was so like nonchalant right. in, in the sense, almost ahead of its time in the sense that he was never forcing the things. Never. But rap and in its in its essence, and I really believe this, rap in its essence is fly talk. Right. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. people who talk fly, whether it's a pimp or a fucking rodeo announcer right. or whoever, um, it's peppering it with words that are interesting and flavorful. Like, I like to listen to just people talk who are like. So do I. And that's talkers. why, even though it's gotten just more problematic every year since it came out, I love the movie American Pimp. <laughs> yeah, I right, 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 love right, listening right. to those guys that's talk. And it's more the old school. Pimps mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Rosebud and like you know some of the other mm-hmm. cats they really feature on there. The new school guys are just mean. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, no yeah, like yeah. joie de vivre or like right. um uh, what's the guy's name? Charm. Yeah, it's like yeah. There's it, he's just the way he talks fascinates me, and I could listen to him talk all day. And and it's it those are precursors to to the form right? Is totally. this idea of of rap being a form rap meaning talk to my elders? Rap just meant talk totally. Right? Um, and it's just fly talk. Like and how fly the, can you make your language? The fulcrum there is um the guy from the last poets doing the lightning rod album. Yes, where yes, he's like oh, in yes. character as the pimp, and it's an incredible yeah. like proto hip hop document. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, at the end of the day, and um, there's a there's kind of a, a controversy swirling around um, the rapper Blueface, mm. who's um, who's incredibly offbeat. Came up with a new word, Thatiana. Thatiana, <laughs> shout out to Thatiana. <laughs> wow. Song titles of the year on my list, um, but 
Thank he, you. That's um, funny. I mean, yeah, on. yeah. No, it's it, but it, it just goes to show that like flavorful talk and being original and kind of having a different flair matters more in rap than even rhythm. Which sure. which is sure. which is wild. Actually, Blueface was just here in town. Uh, my barber, who also books shows, had Blueface here forty dollars a head. Oh, no, um, right sold next out. to my work. Sold out. Yeah, yeah. Completely like, sold out. They were turning people away until they you know. were blue in the face. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Ma, ladies and gentlemen, still um, hot. <laughs> So ridiculous. So he's going to be a huge star. Oh, totally. every time I hear something and I'm like, God, that's awful. That person right. becomes a huge star. I remember when uh, Britney Spears, baby, Pretty one much. more time came out. I was like, this is a joke, right? No, eh. it was not. Right. It no. was, I was just like, she's just doing this weird jailbait bit. Like this is, oh no, no. This Everyone can't loves win. this. Okay. This can't yeah. Win. I'm, I'm always win. wrong about this. Nobody's going to vote for Trump. Champion the Milo's of the world because my, instincts on pop culture are always wrong yeah i thought anti-pop consortium was gonna be huge Uh, (laughs) i think for me uh if we're talking about the kind of the depth of vocab i remember feeling like all balls don't bounce should be a big record right Mm, you know uh, what i mean and that's i think i remember going is ac alone on the list that's what i was gonna say no micah is big enough no micah no ac we need to lobby uh no this this gentleman to get some uh project blow representation on there his project blows (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dave is pulling up from 45 feet right now. He is not living a good life. <laughs> Dead by rap on ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're good. we're we're definitely um we're definitely fans of 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 high of high word count done tastefully. Absolutely. Um I think I'm also almost a fan of low word count though. Like yeah, I give me t- give me some low dudes who you I, fuck with. I'm I'm I can't see him here, but um, I mean it depends on like presence and personality too. I mean if if ODB's like I'll, grunting, I'll, yeah. It's fine. I mean right, you know? Little Wayne at thirty four hundred pulling That's in. Surprising like, to me. Yeah, I'm yeah. wondering if he included mixtape Wayne. Right, like if right. He, okay. if he is okay. is he right. on Dat Piff? Right, downloading right, right, right. like the crazy right. mixtape run because right. I feel like I could think of more than thirty four hundred words he used just totally. on the Drought Three. Right. Totally, like totally. I, I, I'm wondering if that's like real album only because he always dumbs it down on the real albums. Totally. For the oh, pop, that's true. One hundred percent. The pop appeal, dude. Right? Childish Gambino, right next to Wayne, thirty six hundred. Mm. Well, he had that nerdy rap shit at the beginning. Right? Yes, so he had a bunch of shit. Uh, Kanye West, thirty seven. Old Kanye. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Scarface on thirty nine hundred. But it's mostly like murder, right? It's like just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> out on the streets. That's what they call yeah. it. Uh, UGK, Dizzy Rascal is in that same Dizzy thing. Dizzy Rascal, huh? Yeah, mm, right. yeah. And this kind of—I fr- didn't understand fr- any of them though. <laughs> he does speak English. So. <laughs> so this is a thing I don't get with the methodology of this list. Is like I'm looking in the 3,800 to 4,100 uh, range here, and he has Brockhampton. Isn't that like 15 different dudes? Right. Yeah. How, but how does that work? They're all just saying Kanye references. So it's just, <laughs> it's kind of duplicated numbers. Kend- like- Kendrick's only at 4,000. Yeah. Kendrick's only at 4,017. Kendrick 4,000. Oh, ouch. <laughs> uh, he'll be up there by the time it's over, totally, right? Totally, totally. Uh, Goody Mob is pretty high. Goody Mob and Action Bronson surprisingly high to me. Brother yeah. Ali, who I don't think of as like a wordy dude but he does talk about different topics that would lead you to different like unique words is up there krs only at 4500 dramatical didn't uh (laughs) didn't push him (laughs) didn't push him that far dos effects 
high fives because you know they just they rigidly yeah they they rigidly reinvented. It's <laughs> <laughs> like three words right there. Yeah, um, Raekwon obviously. Yeah, I think I think Wu Tang as a group as a collection right. of 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 MCs really pioneered saying words in a in a rhyme scheme that you would just never otherwise here totally um, and so. now that we're like on our griselda kick they really seem to be like the, the flyness is the point right yes. Like, yes i don't right. know if you guys have seen there's this right. great atlantic God, right. article yeah. um by um adam Sirward that says like the whole thing of trumpism is that the cruelty is the point yeah mm. yeah it's like it's a fantastic article and it really helped me understand the bad things that are happening now but anyway um it's like the the flyness is the point if you can Period. like express yourself in such a way that it's like ear catching right yeah right. it's but not it, about it, vocabulary it's not about the streets it's right, not about right. anything except for um how fly you sound right? yeah, yeah totally. being dope dude yeah. and that's what hip-hop is all about totally, totally and that's why like we overanalyzize it and overthink it sure and like we had our famously um I don't know what the right term is. Within the group, we were not sure if it was a good interview or not when we talked to Chris Crack oh, right, from right, Chicago. Right, right, we kind of right. got off the phone going, like, what just happened? <laughs> but I've thought about that a ton, and, like, it made me a much bigger fan of his and his whole thing of, like, not thinking. Right, right, right. right. And just, like, it's just stood in st- such stark contrast for, like, this incredibly fly, unique person mm-hmm. to be interviewed by these three nerds and for us to try to impose our totally. sensibilities Rigid. about hip-hop on him. Totally. And he wasn't totally. having it for a single second. Right. Yeah. He right. was just like nope that's yep. not how it works choo, choo, choo. i just yeah. do the first thing that comes to right, my mind right. and it's fucking dope and i'm yeah. like you know what you're right yeah. yeah i actually admire that a ton same same i mean that, that's what that's why people miss wide open jump shots you know what i mean <laughs> totally <laughs> seriously so. yeah it's 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 like it's feel and it's it's almost you know as, again looking back to griselda it's really fashion it's 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 fashion with words. It's saying yeah. we're gonna we're gonna rock loud colors. We're right. gonna do these right. wild patterns. Right. Um. And I think you know this is one of those things where I think the West Coast and the East Coast kind of have a, a equal contribution, right? Because you you do have you do have the Wu Tangs of the world, but then you also have any forty. You also have Hyro. Mm-hmm. You also have mm-hmm. folks that are like using language in these super you know fly ways. Totally. And I, and I think. We're coming into an era, and I think Milo is a perfect example, where people are marrying the flyness with meaning mm-hmm. and structure. Um, and I think you can't talk about Milo's rapping for very long without using the term poetry. Okay. Like it's, right. it's poetic, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think, like, uh, I don't know if you In would the best say this sense or not. And Rory, if you're listening, we'd love to talk to you. <laughs> um, w- uh, like, is it from a poetry tradition? Like, is it like. You know, like uh, let's yeah. let's use Earl Sweatshirt for as an as an example. His dad is a poet. Mm-hmm. He understands uh, what poetry okay. is and okay. what the expression yeah. of words in the canon of poetry means. means. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but okay. he's a rapper and he's like a rapping rapper. Is he on here? Is Earl right, Sweatshirt on right. here? I don't see um, his name in my brief glance. I think he uses the word mom about 7,000 times. <laughs> so actually, no, I don't see. Uh, him, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't see him. Death. Where is Death Grips? Death Grips has a vocabulary. <laughs> 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 Yelling. Yeah. Like uh, junkyard dog. Uh, uh, 
this is a little interesting tidbit while we search. Missy Elliott just got um, nominated to the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Okay. Wow. 3,700. Super duper fly. Yeah. Um, Uses them wow. very strategically, but that's not that's not a very high well, count. Well, but, hmm. but you got you to gotta remember that Missy is a songwriter for a, right, a great many right, other, right. a great, she's a, like a, a titan of R&B yeah, songwriters. Right. And I mean, she's yeah. all up in the thesaurus for her Magoo rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, to your point of making things fly. You know what yeah, I mean? oh, she's yeah. fly as fuck. Totally, yeah, yeah. at the, at the dripping be- with flavor. Right? Um, he does a thing on the website or on maybe on like a side article I saw where he uses Jay's quote from the Black Album about how he dumbed his rhyme. I saw down. that. I saw it's that. Like Jay Z could be in like the six thousands, but he decided not to because he'd rather be rich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you make that choice every time, right? Yeah, corporate, uh, <laughs> good old corporate Jay coming yeah. in with like that would affect my bottom line uh, word choices. Um, so so yeah, let's um. Can we think of maybe some of our favorite rapidity rap? Like, what's, what's, as we talk about flight, as we talked about nutmeg, obviously. Um, I think one of my faves, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the Nate got me on the Milo cult. Um, <laughs> there's that song, what is it called? Sansuchi Palace? I'm, uh, I'm not going to be able to pull any uh, song titles out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what part of Vietnam was that? Sans Gucci? Um. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's got this thing where he says the phrase irascible knave. Oh yeah. And then and then I'm just like, you know what? I yeah. kinda don't want to rap anymore. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I never I would never in a you know, you get a ten thousand monkeys writing rhymes for a hundred years and you never get to a irascible knave. Totally. So. <laughs> and it makes sense and yeah. it's like all part of like his presentation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so we're I think we're in a golden age of vocab myself. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I think the list needs to be expanded a little bit as well. Yeah. Okay. Certainly. It would be cool if we could get some of the more underground cats right. um on there. But I would imagine this dude is reachable he put aesop on there after maybe reddit furor maybe you should talk to him yeah mm-hmm. okay because that's what the deal is yeah see yeah. see how big his vocab is okay? <laughs> <laughs> i'll play the acoustic guitar <laughs> we can just see are, are you the white clef of this group <laughs> <laughs> i'm I, lauren off top <laughs> off top i know oh, one song on guitar i took guitar lessons for about a year and a half when i was 16 and it's asshole by beck which is three chords played wow. over and over again wow yeah i used to really really like the beck album um one foot in the grave which okay. is like um a very like homemade album of his from early in his career and before yeah. mellow gold it's on k records he made it with mm-hmm. calvin johnson and olympia and uh i took it to my guitar teacher at the time and i was like i want to play stuff like this and he like loved stevie ray vaughn oh. and had like a pony like a very thin ponytail and he was just Oof. like yeah i don't really know how to like transcribe any of this stuff like it's all out of tune and like it doesn't make sense to me, so I think he gave me like a um, like a Beach Boys song or something <laughs> instead. <laughs> like that's <laughs> also from the B section of oh, the record man. store. He's but, that yeah. teacher from Freaks and Geeks, who's yeah, totally. letting you down nicely. You know the guy with the ponytail. Uh, totally, he's like the yeah. or like um, who he really really reminded me of, but not quite as old as the um, guidance counselor from oh. Freaks and Geeks. You, you, yeah. Are we talking about the same guy? Yes, yes. That oh guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Total, he wasn't a teacher. Total that guy. Same that guy. Vibe. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, I can't really play guitar. I have one in my living room, though, to look bohemian. Okay. <laughs> no, I was waiting for you to bust out Kumbaya. Yeah. Um, uh, when my buddy Jeff comes over, he house sits for us. Sometimes I ask him to tune it mm. so that if I pick it up, I can do my beam, beam, beam. <laughs> and then just put it <laughs> right Put it right down. down. Maybe dust it off Thank every you, Nate Clef. We, yes. we, we totally. appreciate that. I'm sorry, Dave, your pros. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah, we just. You connect sound sets with your rap DBX. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Oh, Ghetto yeah. Superstar. 
pros by default that's the worst thing ever <laughs> in addition to that uh we've got an interview with a, a truly legendary lyricist um from carson california um Razz was kind enough to to join us for what was really an incredible interview i mean i don't mean to you know uh blow sunshine up my own skirt here but <laughs> I feel like this, this was a really good interview. He is very candid, talking about um, some of his, his older work, how he broke into the game, um, and kind of how he views himself uh, in the, the pantheon of great lyricists. We get a, a window into some of his creative process. And so we are very, very fortunate to have um, Raskas join us on the program. He's actually got some new stuff coming out, so please listen to the entire interview and you can learn about uh, his latest project. So here it is, our interview with Razkaz. All right, Dead Bod Rap Pod listeners, we got a special treat for you. Um, lyrical Titan, straight from the West Coast. We want to welcome to the show Raz Kaz. Um, man, you got a lot of history. You got a lot of a, a lot of really big rec- records. But um, what keeps kind of coming up for us as we're talking to people is the nature of the threat. Um, and if uh-huh. we could talk about that record a little bit. Um, did you hear Armin Hammer's record Paraffin where they referenced you on that this year? I like nature of the threat is a new black national anthem, white pants, a private dancer. Shake that shit for real, nigga. I've been in the spot I did not. No, this is my first time hearing about it. No, no. Oh, okay. Okay. So on, on that record, uh, there's a line where I think it's Billy Woods, uh, says nature of the threat should be the new black national anthem. Um, oh wow! <laughs> Which oh is... wow! Respect, salute. No, I I have I haven't heard it. This is my first. Oh wow! That's love. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man, you should you should definitely check it out. It's just a heavy record in in general. But can you talk to us a little bit about what was your mind state going into that record? Um, and and kind of and kind of how did how did it come about? Um. Well, nature the threat. Um. Uh... I didn't, I might have had a, no, I was still kind of working on the demo and I probably was going to soon have meetings. Um, but I basically, uh, I, I, I know, I knew I wanted to write it. I kind of did the footwork to write the song. Mm. For me, uh, Nature Threat was really about um, trying to chronologically understand um, there's there's a um, there's two schools of history. There's accidental, and the other one is uh, I can't remember the term, but it's it's basically intentional. Mm. So cause cause and effect, basically. And so you get all these dates. Uh, you know, I, I I always enjoyed history, and you get these dates: 1492, 1776, right. you know, 2000 BC. You know, uh, for me, I I I didn't 
I kept getting this accidental school of history that all these things are happening, but they aren't interrelated. And so what I need wanted to understand was, first of all, I'm getting conflicting ideas of who the original man was and how society is formed and our place in that history, be it Americans, be it, you know, uh, you know, people of color, of, 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 of African descent, who are we and what, and why does this seem to be a very intentional goal of write us out of it? Mm. So when I went on my entire journey, my whole thing was to find out who we were, whether that story ended badly. I didn't want things to make me feel good. I just wanted the truth. So I went on mm. this journey to figure out who I was. Um, and that, and that took, you know, a lot of Encyclopedia Britannica and, um, you know, it, honestly, a lot of Encyclopedia Judaica, a lot of, a lot of, you know, uh, history books, a lot of, um, just everything. I went to college, you know, courses and all that. Um, to make a long story short, during that journey, I wanted to, I also just wanted to understand the history because what once the numbers started kicking together, I realized, oh, they had a things are cause and effect. This happened. Mm. These people invaded. These people became genetically this part of these people or, you know, whatever. And I started getting a better picture. And I, what I wanted to do is kind of just create at least a linear chronological version of how these things interreacted uh, for myself. Mm. Um, and also to, to try to figure out, well, where, where do we get Latin? Where's that language come from? Who are the Latin people? What, what you know, wh who are the Chinese people? Where do they come from? What were they genetically originally, you know, whatever. And so that's what I, I went on that journey. And um, I wasn't going to write it. Um, I, my goal was to write it by my, for the second album, which it would have been a fascination. Because um, I figured if I got a record deal, they were gonna hate me by then, so I was like, <laughs> uh, so I was like, okay, I probably shouldn't go here first because I'm just gonna alienate myself anyway. But I wrote it, and then I let my mother hear it, and oh. then that was it. She was like, "You have to, you know, whatever, you know, it, it's a special thing, and people need to hear this." And wow. so I kind of um, went to, you know, I was in a bad situation with, with it's kind of the reason why i stayed with the i was in a bad kind of production deal but you know that was one of the records that was on the demo and i, I you know to walk away i would have had to walk away from that record so mm -hmm. i just felt like it was bigger than me and uh yeah so i put out the first album and pissed a lot of people off <laughs> <laughs> dope and it's so dope because uh this was pre-internet for for our younger for our younger listeners um yeah could you talk a little bit about kind of just breaking breaking in the game because when you came along just as a as a pure lyricist we are already rap was kind of morphing into you know more gangster era we were in the kind of the dawn of the chronic era and things like that like mm -hmm. how how did you how did you fit into that space at that time and kind of what were some of the the challenges of you being an actual you know rapper rapper in in that space um, um, it was a double-edged sword. Um, I grew up, uh, you know, I was fairly, you know, I was fairly popular before the rap thing and then just in the streets of LA. And it was a lot of us that were popular. And then during the rap thing, I started trying to make a name for myself and some people had already made names for themselves. And, mm. um, but what I had noticed was for me, um, 
I, I didn't quite fit in to any clicks per se, mm. like freestyle fellowship and then we're older and they were already doing their thing. And, you know, then Snoop and them were doing their thing. And I didn't, you know, I was acquainted with them cause I'm from Carson, they Long Beach, but they already like Snoop already dropped, you know, uh, 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 deep cover. Yeah. Deep cover. So, I mean, everybody's doing their thing. Everybody's shining, man. It's all these different clicks of people and I'm not necessarily in those clicks. And then, the small click we had was Western Hemisphere, mm-hmm. but um, really, uh, I always my saving grace. Rappers never supported me. My peers didn't support me. And I can be honest about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was radio station people, DJs, and producers. That, that's who would say, "I believe in what you're doing." So it was the Battle Cats and Guino, who was a producer for Coolio and. Um, uh, Oh man, uh, I forgot the brother's name, man. Um, he had the radio show before Swain Tech came from Oakland. Mike Nardone. Okay. It was people like Mike. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike gave me my first shot. You know, mm-hmm. put, put me on the radio on the beat. Um, you know, and played a, you know, my, you know, my, my, my white label vinyl. Um, and then from there, yeah, it grew with with Swain Tech and all that. Um, it was, you know. Uh, Paul Stewart, DJP. It was them. It was those people. My peers either figured out that I was really better than them and didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Rappers are like that, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Really funny style. Definitely. I mean, ain't nothing, nothing changed. Very insecure people. You know, a lot of a lot of them are. If, if they didn't have that gold chain and, and you know, a little bit of fame, they'd kill themselves. Mm. So. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, uh, honestly, for me, I, it, the weird thing is, <laughs> as I would call it a lot, I was too East Coast to be West Coast, too West Coast to be East Coast, too yeah. gangster to be the, the brother with knowledge itself, too much knowledge itself to be the gangster kid. So I was like, I didn't fit into any of, especially on the West Coast, I didn't fit into these little brackets they kept trying to put me into when I was a little bit of all of them. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and and I wasn't the only one. And that was always my thing. Like, stop trying to make me the backpack chew root kid. I'm not the far side. I know them, but that's not my, it's not my narrative. That's yeah. not my, my music. Is not, I'm, I'm not talking about that. You know, so it was really hard. And then, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, crip walking all over the place. I don't have right. the Jerry girl. But it's like, bro, like, my story is about being a kid from Watts, but mm. making mistakes, but I'm smart. And, you know, just the, being conflicted and growing up in a neighborhood. So, um, yeah, that I, it was hard. I think it was hard, a hard sell for my, for my peers. Um, it it might have been a hard sell for fans a lot of times because I couldn't, they couldn't associate me with anybody that they already liked. Right. But I just had to, my whole thing was, it was easy to be myself. And I had gotten so much, you know, support, at least just running around the streets of LA and having the big homies like Battlecat and Wino support me, um, and Cluso and so many other people that I was all right with the box and all of them. So, you know, I, I was okay with being myself. Right you know, on. Born up on cool, man. Um, you know, uh, Pitchfork and About.com and a few other, um, uh, notable websites have named you as one of the best MCs of all time. Um, one, um, how does that make you feel in 2019? And two, uh, what's what's your uh, creative process like? What, what's your writing process like? Oh man, uh, for for those uh, you know, for those 
influential sites to, 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 you know, give me, you know, I, I work hard and, you know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I get the Drake dollars or the, you know, the Tupac dollars, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you know, so a lot of times, Gangstar said it, you know, Guru said it, get the credit where it's due. So a lot mm-hmm. of times people just give me my credit. I appreciate that. I mean, I get all the big bucks, but give me my credit. I appreciate <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. So that I feel very grateful and thankful because I'm not, so, you know, so heavily, you know, the Grammy nominated guy or the guy right. that just sold, you know, three million, you know, uh, downloads or whatever. So, um, you know, for, for those people to to appreciate what I'm trying to bring to the table and what I, you know, I pride myself on the consistency, whether it's sold a lot or not, bar for bar is, is I, I don't care. I, I feel like you put me with anybody and you take the beats off and line for line, there is no rapper that beats me, period. <laughs> okay. Um, right on. Just for depth, no, honestly, just for depth of character, from the historical mm. similes, metaphors, integrity, who kept consistency about who they are, mm. period. There is no one. Okay. Um, you know, and that's an arguable thing. I can feel that way. I mean, I can, I can, I feel like I can, I can back it up with facts and then we could debate that. And there's, right. there's a lot of people that can't, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah, you know, I'm not an egomaniac about it, but yeah, that part about it just makes me feel blessed. And uh, my process varies, my writing mm. process, nature of the thread, I wanted to write. So I had right. to do the research. I didn't even know what I was going to write because I didn't know what I was going to find, mm-hmm. but I had to do the research. So that's more of a thesis paper. My approach to certain mm-hmm. records are thesis papers. I'm just doing the research. I may or may not even have an opinion. It's just that I want to tell this particular, uh, this, you know, give, I want to release this particular information. Mm-hmm. So I have to just research the information, take notes, and then figure out, you know, it'll write itself almost. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I'm just kind of taking the notes, and as I'm, I mean, as I'm getting the, the information, I'm reaching my own conclusions about it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's just the notes, the facts. Um, so those are different. I'll write like I wrote uh, interview with the vampire the same way. I just wrote it, and then I had to try to figure out. It's almost like scoring a movie. Like this is the scene already. Now I have mm-hmm. to figure out like what music makes you feel the way I want you to feel mm-hmm. while I'm going through this this still this you know what i mean mm-hmm. um uh but then you know the other side is is you know the music tells you what to do so if i get a you know you know uh it'll be like diamond d he gave you know i i had some, a few thoughts i wanted to say but we had like two or three days to do the solo nights remix he kept playing he kept finding loops and playing stuff and then that guitar came on. I was like, that's it. <laughs> then he put drums on it. And then I got to writing. And yeah. then I wrote it, you know. So, you know, either way, it's inspired. The music will either tell you what to do or sometimes you write what you feel and then you try to find music. Um, I always feel like it's harder that way unless you got really ill producers. Like, no disrespect to my homies and myself because we basically produced the first album. Um me, Bird, and Voodoo. So, you know, we were young kids. We didn't have all the, you know, we didn't have all the, the resources. We didn't have all the, you know, we had the ideas, but maybe not the talent to execute. And all our big homies were a little bit busier, so we didn't have Battle Cat all the time to come in and help us execute or wino. Um, so we did the best we could with what we had. Um, there, there's some things that, you know, of course, you would want simps and you want the record to get bigger that 
the, just drama, you know, so the record gets a little more dramatic or whatever. So, um, you know, even with Nature the Threat, like I wrote it and I just wanted to get the thought out. And my whole thing was, this is so long, we're gonna have to have two beats. So I'm just like trying to make two things that are about the same tempo. No, not about the same tempo. I'm like, right. just give me a long loop. <laughs> right. Give me a long loop. Give me a four bar loop. And then give me something else so I can switch this up because it's just going to be long. And so, you know, as far as thematically scoring it, it you know, every, it was meant to be what it was. Um, in retrospect, obviously, if I would have been able to have, you know, whoever it was, Dr. Dre, then the record would have had so much more epic pull and push, you know, in the record, you know, or, you know, the baseline changed, you know, whatever, all those subtle things that make a, you know, make, make a movie feel the way a movie feels. So that's always been our goal. Um, specifically mine is the, you know, their time capsules and each song is a, 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 a part of my movie, whatever, whatever this movie is, sure. you know, Soul on Ice was about being conflicted, but then there's some parts there's, you know, there's marinating where it's just about how most of my days went. And then there's sometimes where we're just hanging out, kicking it. So we had to have that kind of hanging out, kicking it vibe. And then there's, you know, uh, you know, whatever there's a, et cetera, where I'm battle rapping, I'm in a cypher and I'm trying to recreate that feeling. Um, great answer. And it kind of leads me into the next question, which um, of people that you've worked with, um, producers in particular is there someone that you feel like you have the best chemistry with or like um you've kind of uh, found like an affinity with uh honestly i have enjoyed pretty much 99.9 percent .9 of uh every uh experience i had working with with a producer um because just the conversations um the vibe mm -hmm their choice of, of what they play for me is going to overall affect what I end up writing and creating and vice versa. Sure. So I think people don't really understand how much that conversation and how much that like studio time, if you can arrange to be in the same place at the same time right. affects the final product. Oh man, certainly does. And, and, um, just for instance, um, you know, back day, I was whatever it was a whole bunch of us in the studio, but whatever we were working with Dre and I ended up he played something, I wrote to it, I went back in and I laid it. And he's the first person that brought it to my attention. He was like, You do something that a lot of people don't do and I don't think you know what it is. And I was like, Well, <laughs> you know, what what are you talking about? He's like he's like basically you sit around and whatever we're doing and talking about you just process it and turn it into your verse. Mm, and I've uh, watched you do it before. So there's these inside jokes about the shit we just talked about is what you <laughs> just went and did. All that shit becomes your verse because that's you are literally just being who you're in your moment. And so I was like, oh, damn. And I did never realize I did that until he pointed it out, which I guess a lot of writers can't write like that. Uh, um, kind of building off of that, do you write? like physically write things down or are you kind of doing the, the, what I think of as the Jay-Z style, just composing in your head and then going in the booth and spitting it? No, no, no. Um, I'm a writer because I'm doing, a, especially certain songs, I'm doing dates. Mm. So, I, you know, I'm doing history and, 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 and facts. So I have to double check my facts and make sure mm. I'm saying the correct things a lot of times. So I'm doing first drafts, second draft, third drafts. Yeah. 
nine times out of ten. Um, I'm all I'm a writer. I'm a writer. I literally write on a you know pen and a pad, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I take I take notes on the iPhone. Uh, I always thought what Jay and Big and all them did, I thought it was ill. Um, and and it's a different strength, and I understand where that strength came from. I never sold dope. They sold dope, and right. they had numbers. Sure. So yeah, they're doing. They're keeping numbers. They're like, you owe me this. So whatever, I'm going mm. to dope. So I never even exercised that muscle. That's a really good point. All right. Yeah. Well, well, Roz, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, in in closing, is there anything coming out? Just came out. You wanna you wanna hit people to our listeners? Yeah, definitely. So uh, we just dropped uh, a two song seven inch vinyl. The it's basically the announcement. So there's uh there's two songs on it. One is called Featuring Myself, and the B side is called. Uh, well, the A side is Soul on Ice Cubed, which is three math, the mathematical three. <laughs> right. So produced by Apollo Brown, featuring um, uh, I Am Three, which is uh, uh, used to be Infamous Mob, and then uh, K Reno is on the, on the third verse. So we just put that out, and that's just basically the announcement. Those songs won't be on the on the uh, on the album, but Soul on Ice too. So. Uh, we haven't really made the announcement, but Solo Nights 2 is, is coming uh, probably second quarter. Um, I've never really tried to go for a part two, really, really. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it holds up. Like, I think we, we, we it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. So I'm really excited. You know, cop the vinyl and then mm-hmm. get ready for, for, you know, for, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, I may not sell all the records, but I'm here to let every other rapper know they're not better than me. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it nice. is. Razkaz, thanks so much for coming on Dad Bod Rap Pod. Be well. No doubt. Peace. And a one and a two. We want to thank you for listening to another dope episode of the Dad Bod Rap Pod. More fly conversation and interviews coming your way every week. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash dadbodrappod. And we're always down to interact with you on Twitter at dadbodrappod, all spelled out. Subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. 